Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, one of my very dear friends, is Michelle Rafalski. Michelle is the managing partner at Gleba & Associates, an independent financial management firm that focuses on helping businesses with their retirement plans and individuals becoming retirement ready. Jill Gleba, Michelle's mom, founded the company over 35 years ago. Michelle has her Series 66, 7, and insurance licenses and focuses on the marketing and operations of the company. She graduated from the University of Tennessee with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Marketing and worked in the investment real estate field for eight years before joining Gleba in 2019. When she's not working, you'll often find Michelle in downtown Rochester, walking one of the trails with her lovely husband, Nick, her rescue dog, Barley, or cheering on her alma mater, the University of Tennessee. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. But first and foremost, tell the good people about yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. As you know, I'm one of the biggest fans of the podcast, so it's exciting to be on it. You are. Um, So a little (laughs) bit about me. Born and raised here in Southeast Michigan in Troy, uh, right where Gleba and Associates is. Like you said, I went off to the University of Tennessee, came back because my high school sweetheart uh, was here, already got a job, followed him. We got married and we now have our rescue dog, Barley, who is our child, as we well know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some free time stuff. I, I, I'm on Oliver's Foundation. Uh, love traveling when we can, you know, food, craft cocktails, craft beer. You know, I'm outdoorsy in that I like going on a walk once in a while, but really let's sit on the patio and have a drink. <laughs> Wait, I'm stealing that because that is so me. I'm like, I'll sit outside and drink, but I am not camping. I am not doing any of that. No, I'll glamp. I'll stay in a nice cabin, you know. I will happily camp during the day. Right. Yeah. This bitch needs her air conditioning. There's no way. Oh, such a big one. Yes, absolutely. Now, I want to start, obviously, being in the industry that I'm in of career changes and everything like that. And I love this story when you first told me, but... What went into you changing careers, like total three, well, 180, I guess it would be. So I'm a very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. I always told myself, I'm going into commercial real estate when I decided that was the career I wanted to be in. And that's going to be my career for the rest of my life. Uh, I woke up one day. It was actually July 1st, 2019. That day I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like my job. I don't like what I'm doing. So I go into the office, I quit my job, I leave, call my husband, hey, just quit my job, call my mom, hey, just quit my job. Um, (laughs) Took a couple weeks off, but Jill, my mom, was looking for someone to run the company so she could take a little bit more time off. She doesn't want to retire probably ever, to be honest, but she wants to, you know, have a little bit of leeway, right, where she can go to Florida for six weeks. She can go to Europe with my dad. Uh, for a month and not worry about the business. So I have always been dabbling in Gleba. I helped with marketing. I answered phones in the summers. I've always been a part of it. So I get it. I was like, oh, I'm looking for a job. You need somebody. How about I come in and I set everything up so when this new person comes in, everything is ready to go and I can help train them. Perfect. So I go on 10 interviews. I got three serious offers. And after working here for two months, I was like, I'm not leaving. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I love my job. Mm-hmm. The best part, you'll appreciate this. So I got three serious offers. I sit down with mom. I'm like, okay, I got these offers. Um, I'd like to negotiate my salary. 
<laughs> with your own mother. I love that. <laughs> She's like, I trained you too well. But yeah. <laughs> you have to. She would question herself if you didn't, right? Probably. And it, it, we were very conscious of if I made this decision, yes, I could leave in a month if I really wanted to, but that's not going to happen. We wanted to know that both of us were happy with me being in the business and eventually taking over. So it was a big deal. A lot of people like, yes, I love my family dearly. I don't know that I could go into business with them. So how do you balance like mother-daughter relationship versus professional. And it's so funny. One thing I love about you is that you call her Jill in any conversation. It's like, oh, Jill said this. It's never, mom said this, it's Jill. So you do a really good job with it. You'll notice real quick, and I know that you've noticed it, but my my husband and my dad crack up. If I say Jill while we're at home, it's a work question. It's a work topic. They just should probably (laughs) leave the room because we got about 10 minutes of work discussion. And then at work, it'll be like lunchtime. I'll walk into her office. Mom, do you have five minutes? If I say, mom, this is a personal question. I'm talking about the weekend. Like, (laughs) what are we doing for Father's Day? (laughs) Right. So as far as balance, um, I haven't had an issue yet, to be honest. We're very good at boundaries in our family, though. You know, she calls, she starts talking about work. I'm like, I'm off today. Like, she's called me on my day off before. I'm like, I'm off today. I'm sure you forgot. She's like, honestly, I did. I thought you were working. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then she'll call me an hour later about something personal because it's my day off and it's a personal question. But we're very good at boundaries. And I think that makes a huge difference. It does for sure. And it's so funny because, well, fun story, like when she left her phone at the office and you grabbed it, Jill and Michelle are spitting images of each other to the fact that Michelle could literally open Jill's locked phone with her face, with the face ID, which was hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Now, going into what you do day to day, of course, and I cannot say enough wonderful things about you. You've answered like so many personal, like financial questions and everything. And that was one topic, like a, you're never told about it in college or anything. You're never taught it in high school. And when of course, owning a business, I sold my house. I'm like, shit, maybe I should like do something with this money being young and need to invest stuff. Right. So right. I love that all of you never, what I like to call mansplain or dumb down things. You're just like, hey, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. So transitioning onto those topics, what are some of the most common myths you hear about financial planning? Um, First, I want to comment on something that you said that you didn't learn this stuff in high school and college. Uh, Last week, Michigan passed a law. Governor Gretchen Whitmer signs a law that personal finance classes will be taught in high schools. I didn't hear it got passed in Michigan. I heard about Florida. Yes. So we're the 14th state to make that happen. And I am like, we went for three. It was so exciting. So quickly wanted to just touch on that and let's all celebrate. Yes. As far as myths and financial planning, the first one I want to talk about is you need to be rich to have a planner and you need to have a lot of money to start investing. That's not the case. Um, If nothing else, we want everyone to start early. If we could get everyone at 18 to come see us and we get them in the right habits from the very beginning, that would be like perfection. I would love that. Even if it's only $10, $20 a month, if you can get yourself in the habit of putting a little bit away each month and just have the experience of investing, you know, pick a favorite stock. You have an Apple iPhone, why don't you, I mean, you need more than $10 for that, but you buy one of that, right? Or 
I bought McDonald's as a kid because I liked McDonald's and I was 12 years old. And my grandpa's like, let's let's show you what stocks are. So I bought McDonald's. Right. I mean, experience is the best way to learn. Uh, the other common myth is more on the financial planning side is I've heard many people say, oh, I probably don't want an advisor because I'm not really that financially educated. I'm not a finance bro. <laughs> and that's what we're here for, right? Like, we're going to nerd out on your money for you, <laughs> right? So don't even worry about that. It, it's not as complicated to have an advisor as people think. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I need to have everything ready and organized before I go talk to somebody. No, no, no. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here to help with. We're just having a conversation with you. We're not talking about the market. It'll come up because it does. But we, we're talking about you, your situation, your goals. And the three things we talk about in our office is we call it the three buckets, the now, later, and retirement, right? You're nodding your head because I know that you know all that. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not be a client. Yes. <laughs> so the now money is what do you need in the next year? The later money is what's coming up in the next five to 10 years. Do you need a car? Are you planning a fun vacation? Are you redoing your backyard? Speaking from personal experience, um, <laughs> does it make more sense to put money in retirement or pay off that student loan? Those are the conversations that we're having because everyone's situation is different. So you don't need to have it figured out because that's what we're trying to help you do. And it was so funny meeting, I met with Gary, one of the advisors there, and we love Gary, shout out to Gary. And it's so funny because it was very much like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Like pushing me to say, I want to spend more money than saving, which I thought was like, wait, you're not telling me like, don't get your coffee and don't do this and save every penny you can. It's like, okay, what do you typically spend in a month? Do you want to travel? Do you like, what are your long-term goals? And like you said, like the now and later, I was like, I never thought of that. I thought it was just like now or retirement and no in between. <laughs> that was really interesting to me. Cause I was like, oh, I want to travel. I want to take a big vacation. Traveling's a big part of who I am. And he said, okay, like, let's set aside a travel fund. Like it's amount of money based on what you spend. I'm like, what? I can spend money and I'm not going to get shamed for it. This is crazy. Right. I mean, the reason you want to save for retirement is so that you have the best retirement, right? You want to live your best life. And it's so cheesy, but that's probably my favorite part of this business is you go talking to people <laughs> and you are helping people literally achieve their dreams and what they want to do. Some People's dreams are so interesting. Yes. They're like, well, I want to sell the house when we retire and get on a boat and, you know, go down the Mississippi. I'm like, wow. Oh, that's such a cool idea. Don't want to do it, but good for you. <laughs> good for you. We love that journey. We love that right. journey for you. And there's just people have such good ideas and hearing other people's dreams and what they are saving for is so much fun. It is. That's awesome. Now, what are some other easy ways people can save for retirement? Or maybe if people, I don't even know, what are some maybe like hacks or maybe just like easy ways to save? If someone comes to you and says, I can't put aside $10, what are some things like they can either take away or just aren't thinking about? So the first thing you could do is marry rich. <laughs> um, that hard though. So that's a little bit more difficult. So maybe don't go that route. Don't, don't count on it, right? <laughs> um, 
The number one truthfully like easy way to save for retirement is you want to take advantage of your company's retirement plan. If your company doesn't have one, please give your owner my contact information. Give me your owner's contact information. We can find a plan that works for them. That is really the easiest way. It comes right out of your paycheck. You never see it. That's how I do it. It goes away and I don't ever have to look at it. If it ends up in your bank account first and then it moves, it's a lot harder to get it out of that bank account. Right. The other way, and I I know you said if you don't have $10, what do you do? Well, I would say put a auto deposit on for $10 a month and just make it come out of your bank account once a month. Just make those $10 disappear and go right into retirement and you don't get to see it because it's going right in there. Uh, that's what I do. My husband and I both have auto deposits. It comes right out of my bank account and it goes right in every single month. And if it's automatic and you don't have to think about it, I mean, it's happening whether you like it or not. I mean, you can call and cancel it if something happened and you needed to hold off. Absolutely. But auto depositing, I think, is like the absolute number one way. I do that for my savings account and I don't even think about it. I'm like, wow, how'd this count go up so much? And I, it's like, oh, because you take, I think mine's like 50 bucks out a paycheck just for savings, like an emergency fund. Exactly. It's huge. So now as my life is falling, not falling apart, but we've had some personal things happening and need the emergency fund that I have it. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad I've been doing that for the last five years. So that's why it's there. I mean, that's what emergency funds are for. Yeah, for shit show lives, you know, it's fine. Now you've had, I mean, of course, I know this from experience, us being very good friends, but what has it been like becoming the managing partner, taking over the business and just like really letting your mom enjoy her half retirement, not half retirement, but enjoy her Florida house she's building more. But that's right. That's right. Um, In two words, I would say overwhelming and fulfilling. Um, probably more on the overwhelming side, but when you go home and you're not in it, it's like, wow, a lot happened today. And that was really awesome. So when you take a step back, the fulfillment kind of happens in it, overwhelming, 100%. There's a lot going on. I took over as the main rep of the company, which basically means my name is on the documents now. And nothing's really changed from the client's perspective, except they see my name instead of Jill's name now. But companies run the same. Jill's still here. And honestly, that was the best part about doing it right now is Jill's still around. I'm still around. Neither of us plan on anything drastic happening. So it's a very smooth transition. Um, The biggest hurdle is definitely passing my licensing exams, which was before the past year. Right. So I did that without any professional financial background because I didn't think I was going into this. (laughs) So, I mean, luckily I was raised by a financial uh, advisor, so that helped. (laughs) It does a little bit. Yeah. That was by far the biggest physical hurdle that everyone could see was passing those exams and getting, getting the right licenses so that this could actually happen. But yeah, I'm running a bunch of different roles. We're doing, you know, our company, but I, I focus on the big picture. Uh, I do a lot of operations and a lot of marketing. So the strategy the hiring and firing, which I can't believe I technically have already been a part of a couple of those. Um, Day-to-day everything, making sure we're growing and sustaining as a company and everything is running smoothly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then marketing, all the newsletters, client communication, all of that. So um, learning to delegate has probably been another big hurdle that I don't think people see. 
and I know that you understand that as a business owner too, Angela, it's like learning to delegate is tough. And my to-do list is very much fourth or fifth or seventh of things that actually need to get done. What my employees need and what my clients need always come first. And by Friday, I'm learning that my to-do list will probably not be touched. And that's where the delegation needs to come in, right? It's, it's like, well, these things need to get done eventually, but there's other things that's more important. So the juggling has really been a lot. Well, and it's so funny because at least this is my perspective of delegating because I have a huge problem with not doing that. And even my business coach was like, Angela, delegate. Why are you doing this? I'm like, I know, I know I just need to do it. My employees are fully capable of doing it. I think, I mean, for me, I know it comes from a perspective of, well, I don't want to put more work on them or I can, I can do it. I'm fully capable of it. And I want to have my hand in everything. And then things just don't get done or deadlines get missed all because of me. So I know you're very type A and very much have your life together way more than me, but what type A? No way. (laughs) I used to be that way. I don't know what happened, but I used to be like deadline to do list. Perfect. Everything's great and wonderful. And now I'm just this ADD business owner that forgets to turn on my notifications. That lovely destiny. One of my employees like, Hey, remember to turn on your Slack notifications. You turned them off. Like, thanks mom. You're the best. Well, we've talked about this. in the past, but the two of us, yes. There's definitely the type A in you and you can see it, you can feel it. But I think there's something about becoming a business owner that you don't have a choice but to get out of that because it's not going to work. Yes. You're just going to stress yourself out. So I think I'm slowly transitioning and that's what's going on. <laughs> well, and I think it got to the point where I had, I got shingles. I, I didn't know you could get shingles still not being over 60. Fun fact, you can. My best friend got shingles at 23, I think. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. So it's, she's like, oh, my doctor was like, um, you a little stressed out lately? I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, well, this is why you have shingles, idiot. I mean, she didn't call me an idiot, bless her heart. But it's so funny because I was like, I don't think I'm stressed. I'm fine. And I think you and I both have this problem of asking for help or being more of like delegating and just like, no, I can handle everything. I'm Wonder Woman. Like, I don't need anything. And I don't want it to sound like it's a micromanaging situation. It's it's very no. much, a, oh, I can do this and it'll be fine. And, you know, this is these other employees roles and they can handle that. But when I see them overwhelmed, I'm like, give me whatever you need. Like, I can help you and I can handle it. Yep. Well, no, I have a job too, you know, and it's good that as a staff here, we are very good at balancing one another and really, hey, you know, I'm at an eight right now who can take a couple things off my plate. Oh, I'm only at a six out of 10. So give me a couple things I can handle that. I'm lucky to have that kind of support here, but it's hard to give away. It's hard to say that, hey, I'm at 11 out of 10 right now. Literally nothing is getting done. <laughs> Will someone please take something off my plate? (laughs) And it's like what we've done too is it's communication. Like you said, it's taking like balancing out each other because that does happen. Or even I'm like, well, yeah, I can send this email, but like I just truly don't have time. Or like the other day I recorded five podcast episodes and I'm just like, okay, I literally can't do like I can't get like our day to day work done because everyone booked on Tuesday to record the podcast and I'm so overwhelmed and I have to go to this networking group and blah, 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 running like a crazy person. But they're always happy to help. That's the funny thing. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Or if they can't, they will communicate that. Right. And I want to be someone who says, 
hey, I need help with this. And if they say, actually, I'm swamped and I'm overwhelmed myself, I hope I'm not someone who's like, oh my gosh, I, I want staff to be comfortable enough to be like, actually, I'm at capacity to let's just get through this week and we'll reconvene on Monday. Right. Right. I love that. Now, kind of transitioning again, topics. Everyone's talking about if this recession is on the horizon, what's happening with that? I know you obviously can't predict what's going to happen in the world, but how can people kind of best prepare for it? What should people be looking for? Because yes, news is one thing. There's 5,000 pieces of advice out there, some good, some horrible, but what would be kind of words of wisdom on that piece? So first of all, the recession is happening. It's volatile. Mm -hmm. It's been six months and the market is trending down, um, maybe because it's June 30th. Um, I keep hearing, you know, recession on the horizon. I'm like, guys, we're, who's looking? We're in it. Um, <laughs> we're in it, yeah. <laughs> this is expected and normal and how the market works, right? The market ebbs and flows. It's expected to have down days. It's expected to have up days. We're on a little bit more down than up. Very normal, very expected. The good news for people like you and me, we're in what we call the accumulation phase. We are buying low right now. This is like an opportunity to put money into the market while it's on its low point, which is super exciting and take advantage of it. Um, the benefit of having an advisor in a situation like this where the recession is upon us and scary big words on the news and look at all that red <laughs> Every year, at least at our team, we do extensive research. We adjust portfolios and rebalance. Um, the beginning of 2022, our research really pointed us into switching into growth and in income, investing investments with dividends. Um, so dividends are buying shares while the market is low. And that helps you recover and it helps you keep more stable. I mean, you want to buy low and sell high, right? Uh, There's the very basic understanding of the stock market and investing. We've been coaching our clients. We recently have contacted all of our clients basically saying what I just said, patience pays off. Don't react. Don't pull your money out because then you're locking in your losses. If you look at your investments today and they are less than they were four months ago, most likely, you haven't actually lost that money until you pull it out. Then you have locked it in. You've officially lost all that money. Mm -hmm. So stay in it. You want to react to your, your personal situation, not the market. I know it's scary, but just don't look. <laughs> Keep investing. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> just don't look. You want to buy low and sell high. Don't do the opposite because that is a gut reaction. Um, stick it out. You can do it. I promise. <laughs> you can do it. I love it. Now, what makes Gleben Associates different? Because there's, yes, the finance bros and especially, and I think that's why, honestly, I didn't get involved as much. I did like the corporate matching and whatever oh. through my company, but more on a personal side, I'm like, I'm not going to have some bro mansplain financials to me. Not that everyone's that way, but what makes you guys different than other firms? So there's four things that I always immediately go to when people ask me this question. We're female owned, we're independent, and independent means we are with a broker dealer who sells no products. Mm -hmm. So we have no 
incentive to sell certain products unless they are the right ones for our clients. So we're truly independent in that sense. We treat you like family, which I know sounds super cliche, but it's 100% true. And I know family has kind of got a negative derogatory term now when you hear it, but (laughs) I mean it in the most positive light. (laughs) A family you like, yes. Right. So you call and I'm going to, I mean, I just hung up with a client and I was asking and talking about their grandkids the whole time because... I mean, that's not the reason I called, but I know who they are. And half of our phone conversation was about what their upcoming plans are on the 4th with all of their grandchildren. I mean, I love chatting with everybody. It really is a family firm. Um, And the one thing that really makes us different is we're a team approach. So the way we're built at this company is, like I said, I'm 30,000 feet in the air looking down. I'm operations day to day, really looking at the big picture stuff making sure we're growing and uh, sustaining our business. We have Moyes and Gary who do a lot more of the nitty gritty financial planning with clients. We have Terry and Lori and Allie who are really um, customer service. And when you call in, they can help you and know exactly what to do. When you call our office, we all know what's going on with you. We're all on the same page. We all know what's happening. If Moyes is out sick or if he's busy in seven meetings today, I can probably answer your questions or at least figure out what needs to be done. You're not going to be waiting for Moise to call you back. Mm -hmm. The team approach, I think, works really well for our clients as well as ourselves. Um, You mentioned it earlier, but I I think we're pretty good at being down to earth and simplifying the financial speak. Our tagline is we make wealth simple. Um, We joke that we don't talk about beta coefficients or the sharp ratio until the clients leave. Oh, oh, I just got anxiety for that. We won't even bring those up unless you want to talk about it. Happy to do it. But most people don't care about that. They want to know, does this make sense for what I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Does this portfolio match my values, match my goals? That's all that matters. It's so true. Wow. You're 100% right. And that's the funny thing is because I have called in because I, God bless you all for being so patient, but some days I can't get phone calls back. And I just told Gary the other day, I'm like, just blow up my phone so I know to check my email because it's something important. And that's what he did. He called me three times in a row. I said, okay, Angela, go check your email because I can't call till after hours that day. And anytime I've called and talked to someone else, like you all know what's going on or you've just walked into so-and-so's office being like, hey, is this right? Is this wrong? (laughs) But... Because I had the shit show of a year with our investments getting screwed up from hiring someone that thought they knew what they were doing and they didn't. So God bless your you and your team because we needed you and you have been wonderful. And you've been so great to work with, especially because it was such a shit. Essentially what happened was our investment person didn't inform us that when you change payroll companies, like it's not automatically going to be taken out of accounts. So poor employees money was getting taken out, wasn't getting invested. It was a whole craziness. It's all fixed now. And not only were you so wonderful with my employees, but I think one is meeting with you and her husband this afternoon to get him set up. So it all works out. And that just speaks wonders because it could have been a very angry, like, this is horrible process, but you made it so easy. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I would never say that you're a client, except you just said that you're a client. So I can do that now. But (laughs) yes, I am. I love them. I'm obsessed. Fangirl. Number one fan over here. I love it. But 
If someone wants to work with you, what's your process? How do they get in touch? I mean, I know I just was like, Michelle, help. And you called me, but. I mean, with basically what you do, right? Just call, scream help, and we will figure it out. Um, <laughs> no, so the, the best way, honestly, is to call us during business hours. If the timing works for you and our phone number is 248-879-4510 and you'll get somebody on the phone and that's schedule an appointment with us. And the first time we talk is really let's get to know each other. What are your goals? What do you have now? How can we help you? Is this a good fit? Do you like us? Right. Money is a very personal and a very trusting thing. It's a very sensitive topic. You don't want just anyone handling your money. You need to like that person. You need to trust that person. And we totally understand that. So uh, you can also find us online. We're on all the socials, except for Twitter, because I personally just can't stand Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're at Gleba and Associates, all spelled out. Uh, Websites, GlebaandAssociates.com. I'm sure Angela will put that in the show notes so I don't have to spell everything out for everybody. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's like you've listened to this podcast or something. That's crazy. And the last part on what you said, one more story, and of course we'll finish up. But it's so funny because you said it right. Like you have to like the person. And funny enough, I tell the stories of any guests of how we became friends, if I know them, how I know them, don't know them, whatever. And it's funny because you reached out to me. We, I think we're on a Zoom call or something during the pandemic. You could like 2020, I think like spring summer and you're like I don't even know what you contacted me for you just joined the chamber so I said hello wanted to oh I'm make friends immediately with new chamber members she was like she's super cool I want to be her friend that's what it was I'll just say that right but it's so funny because that reach out and then we hit it off and then once things open up like getting to meet and do stuff and everything like that but that has just been such a, I don't want to like sit here and brag, but like that has been like a well worth like shoot your shot. What I say on every podcast of like you saw, like wanted to get to know me, which was great. And the roles were reversed for once instead of me being the obnoxious one, getting in touch with everyone. But that's where we are a lot of like, <laughs> yes. Hello. I want to be your friend. <laughs> right. But that's what it in business, in relationships, whether you're changing your career, you're looking for more clients, like that one touch point, I invest with you personally. I invest with you through my business. My employees are investing with you personally and professionally. I've referred people to you and it's just because I freaking love you. And that's where it's just like, again, shoot your shot with people you like and look at us recording a podcast now, two years later. Thank you. Now, last question I love to ask everyone, any parting words of wisdom or advice to listeners? I love that question. I'm going to say Start now and don't wait. And I'm referring to two things that I kind of touched on today. And one has a lot to do with you. If you're not happy at work, start exploring careers. Um, I quit my job because it was commission only. It did not make sense to work there 50, 60 hours a week while also looking for a job. If it was salary or hourly, it may be a different story, but it made more sense to quit. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I broke down for three days. It was scary. And I I know you had, uh, we talked about this. We had a kumbaya moment that it was, we we didn't know what we were going to do. It was scary, but don't stay where you're not happy. It's not worth it. 
there's places that you don't need to absolutely love your job, but you need to enjoy it enough that you don't mind going there 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And on the same note, start now, don't wait, start investing now. I don't care if it's $5, $50 a month. You want to put money away. I'll tell you, we have never, never had a client say, oh, I saved way too much money. <laughs> That's right. never happened. I will personally call you and correct myself if it ever does. But you won't regret putting a little bit away if you can pull it off. And I know there's a bit of privilege of being able to say that. And and I totally understand that. And I know I'm only speaking to a certain group of people when I say, oh, just put a little bit away. But if you can pull off five, 10 bucks a month, even do it. That's amazing. Way to end this. Thank you so much. Michelle, thank you so much for us finally getting to record. Thank you to listeners for coming back for another episode of That's Business and tune in for another one next week. Thank you so much, Angela. This was so much fun. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.